Welcome to the Uncensored Podcast. I'm Dr. Guinevere Stacio, and I get to be your host on this expansive journey. I'm a life and business liberation coach, entrepreneur, author, speaker, past competitive gymnast, and recovering checklist-obsessed, people-pleasing control freak. (laughs) Together, we will peel back the layers and learn how to access our inner wisdom. I am on a mission to help women step into their personal power so that we can lead with our magic and proudly show up in the world as our true selves, therefore contributing to upgrading the collective frequency of the world. The problem that I see time and time again is that the world doesn't want women to be powerful. Society has trained us to believe that we should fit in, keep our heads down, and fall in line. But the truth is, women were meant to hold the power. We are the creatrixes of the world, designed to create life. We have forgotten just how powerful the female body is and what it's capable of. And I'm here to remind you and activate the powerful woman within. Join me for solo deep dives and sisterhood connections that will stretch you to the edges of your being with each episode. If you're ready to commit to showing up authentically as you, stepping into your highest self and creating a life that is an absolute turn on, then you are ready to become the uncensored woman. Cheers to giving less fucks and owning your power. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Uncensored Podcast. I'm literally, I cannot contain my excitement for this chat today with Jennifer Hill. We'll call her Jen. Um, and Jen is someone who I met at a retreat. So I think you're going to start to see like a lot of themes that happen here. And this is why I love retreat so much because you meet people you maybe may have never met or and could have never met had you not said yes to some sort of opportunity like this. So I love retreats for this reason. Jen is a multi-passionate entrepreneur and she creates epic human experiences for each and every client in a variety of settings. She's a mother to a beautiful daughter, a master hairstylist, a real estate broker and mentor, and a trauma-informed somatic coach. She's also, by the way, like same, hashtag same, a recovering people pleaser. Um, And she is a course and license collector. Like Jen and I are very similar humans, which is why it makes sense that we resonate with each other so much. She says that she's living her best freaking life devoted to serving women and liberating them from old beliefs and patterns, showing them how easy and fun life gets to be and how beautiful they are inside and out. Jen's work is varied, but the underlying theme through it all is creating a safe environment for her clients to feel like their highest selves. Uh. Whether it's in the stylist chair, buying or selling a home, Or in a somatic session, Jen strives to ensure that each and every woman that comes into her field leaves feeling like the best version of herself, thereby radiating that light energy into the next part of her own unique journey. And I think that you will feel that immediately when you hear this conversation with Jen. Jen teaches live programs and workshops and courses and retreats, and she is just all in all an amazing human. And I'm so happy to welcome her here to this podcast. So enjoy this episode. Okay. Okay. So excited for this conversation today. Um, I have my dear friend, Jen, 
who, funny enough, uh, we've known each other for like two months. Yeah. Like maybe a couple of like WhatsApp messages back and forth um, three months ago, Um, but met in person at a retreat. And this is one of the reasons why I say retreats are like magic for the soul because we meet people who are lifelong friends. So today I get to bring you Jen and let's just start off with a question. Like, let's just, let's just bang it out. Just dive right in. Got it. Let's bang it. Oh. Okay. Here's what I want to know. Obviously my podcast is called Uncensored and we're going to get into like what I believe the uncensored woman is. And also I'd love to know what you think the uncensored woman is a little bit later in the podcast. But what I love to hear from you is like, where did you start breaking off from the matrix? Because I think that's where these journeys start for us as women is like realizing that there is a matrix. And so I would love to hear where you started. Like, where did you come from? Loaded question. Smell good. So good. I love it. You're just like, screw it. We're going right in. We're just going to go deep. Go. Love it. Um, Man. So there's always like, um, I think, I think every woman I've come in contact with in this space um, who are doing these things, who are working on these things have always felt a little different, a little, a little weird, you know, mm. little bunny quotes, but uh, <laughs> not the same as their family, maybe not the same as their, their friends or whatever in their whole life. But but they try to conform and they do the things that are um, that are quote unquote normal and and um, they try to be, you know, in alignment with these surroundings. But then there's this catalyst, this thing, this explosion that happens to them. And so for me, that was actually um, uh, I say it fairly recently. It feels very recent, but but far away, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, a little over five years ago, I um, I got a divorce, or or a divorce happened. <laughs> um, and, it, and and I say that it happened because it wasn't my choosing. Mm-hmm. I thought that I was going to be with this person forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that we were doing life just fine. I thought everything was clicking along, and then one day. Boom, I got a text and it was like, I can't do this anymore. Yes, I see your face. A text. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my my heart just like that I committed my life to and was doing all these big things with me and said, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, What? What? What you can't what can't you do? You can't mow the lawn. Like he was <laughs> mowing the lawn that morning <laughs> on five acres. And I was like, Well, don't worry. Like I'll do it when I get home. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I was oblivious. Yeah. <laughs> And when I look back, I just have to laugh at how blinded or blind and closed mm-hmm. off and just, you know, you have those, that narrow vision. Um, and, and since, so that happened and I uh, was gifted a book by a, a dear, dear friend and it was called Psychopath Free. That was my first introduction into um, self-helpery. 
And it was mind blowing how many, the whole book is highlighted. I read it cover to cover in one night. What was the first part of my transformation, literally. And Mm. I just, the light bulb went off and I was like, oh my gosh, you are drawing these people in. You are doing this by not being you, by constantly people pleasing, by uh, saying yes when you really want to say no, by ignoring your body, you know, all these things. And I look back now and I'm like, yeah, that was, you know, that was, that was exactly what I was doing. I'm so crazy. Um, but it wasn't crazy. It was, it was what I needed to be doing at that time to lead me into this person, Mm -hmm. version of me. Um, and then I just started from there. I moved, I picked my, so I had a, a, my daughter was seven at the time. I had always wanted to live in Austin, Texas, but I couldn't because my husband at the time was like, no, I I have to stay here for my son. Okay. So I built a line. I built um, a real estate business. I built a hair business. I, um, I had a farm for crying out loud. I saw a whole thing like outside. It was picture perfect, right? On paper, it was glorious. Inside, it was so crumbly. It was depleted. It was like, um, man, it was like a war-torn city. It was insane. I mean, that's literally as I'm speaking these words out loud to you and I, I'm, I'm uh, taking that like back in. I'm like, oh my God, like the walls are crumbling, oh. falling down. Like, <laughs> but I, I didn't see it from that perspective. That wasn't crazy. Yeah. That is so interesting. I wasn't living in that space. I was living out here just mm-hmm. trying to make sure that what everybody else saw was pretty. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think, you know, the divorce happened. I sold the house. I sold the farm. Um, I moved to Austin and I started over. I literally started over. I went from being Jennifer to Jen. Like, I was never allowed to be Jen as a, as a kid. My mom, bless her heart, she had a best friend named Jennifer. And uh, she would never let anybody call me anything but Jennifer. So mm. that's how I grew up, right? Mm-hmm. You see where the train kind of started from the station? Yeah, there's this training that happens. <laughs> yeah, I see. Okay, keep going. So, um, so when I moved here, I was like, I have to be whoever the f- I want to be, right? I became Jen. I got a job at a beautiful salon on West 6th Street. My station faces 6th Street and I see all the cars and the people and then, you know, the living that's going on here. And I committed to moving into that person. And it started with mindset work, right? I read Jen Sincero's um, You Are a Badass. And then I read You Are a Badass at Making Money. And I into it over and over and over again. I found podcasts. I found people on Instagram. One of the first people was Taylor Simpson. When she was a, um, she started out in the body, you know, um, bodybuilding world. Yeah. Like bikini modeling and stuff like that. She found her two years before my divorce. Oh. And she was kind of like moving into the woo-woo thing. Huh. And I didn't align with that at that point. Obviously, my blinders were still on, right? Yeah. 
And of course, I moved to Austin. I'm starting this new life. I'm starting to become this this better version of myself, this higher version. And she pops back into my channel, right? Of course she does. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I see her on Instagram and I'm like, oh, what's she doing? I find her podcast. I start listening. I'm like, huh. I join her ALE. I join, you know, whatever. I was just absorbing as much of this beautiful information as I could get, just gobbling it up. Um, that was the year, the first year that I moved to Austin was the year that I broke six figures in my hair business. Holy shit. I bought a house all by myself. Okay, amazing. Yep. Um, it was a house that I didn't know I wanted, but we walked in, my daughter and I walked in and it was like, we both looked at each other. I was like, this is the one, you know, it was in an awesome neighborhood with great schools. She met friends i mean we were just living this epic life and it was like all it took was to break away and say yes to ourselves they say yes to me Mm -hmm. and each each opportunity that has come up since then that has felt like a fuck yes i said yes if it didn't feel like a fuck yes and i said yes anyway it was an immediate yeah you shouldn't have done that and it was a black track like it was like okay, whoa, 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 where did we go wrong? Take a step back and actually go this way on this path, right? So um, it just, it, it's just been, um, yeah, uh, just growth over growth ever since. And then it, I mean, I started real estate again and and, um, and here in this in this city and met a beautiful broker who, uh, to the end, I am a broker, but I've never been the broker of record. So in Texas, it's a little different. You have to be under a broker if you're not going to be the be the person. So um, I found a beautiful brokerage, and she um, gave me uh, some some new tools, and also just recently asked me to be a mentor for other baby agents. Oh, I love it so much. And when I got back from a retreat with with you guys, I feel like that was the that was the next catalyst that I needed. Being in team for that year and then going on retreat with you guys, that was the next big bang. And then I'm talking about, you know, like I have this visual of a hallway with all these doors, right? And they were still closed pretty much. Some of them were like cracked open. But for the most part, they were closed, but I knew I was in the right hallway. <laughs> and I went on retreat and it was like, oh, all the doors just swung wide open. And, and all of these things, these opportunities, these people just started pouring into my vortex. And it's just been magical. Yeah. That's only where to have for it is magic. Yeah. You know, and you said a couple of things that like, oh, maybe just be like, yes. Um, one of the things you talked about was kind of the self-awareness. You said the things that you said yes to that you shouldn't have said yes to allowed you to then like retrace your steps and go, where did I go wrong? And I think that that's something that you wouldn't have had, right? Like five, even just five years ago. Def- I wouldn't have had that a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just been that that building block, that constant movement forward. Mm-hmm. 
um, that, yeah, each, each thing has progressed me into that deeper knowing and that deeper realization of the yes or the no. Yeah. Do you know what your human design is? I forgot. I do. I'm, is- a, I'm a generator. Yeah. Definitely. Do you know your profile lines? <laughs> um, I actually just figured that out or just read. I knew it and then I, I didn't yeah. really know what that meant because I looked yeah. it up so many years ago. But I pulled it up again the other night. So, um, I feel like you and I are very similar. Yeah. In human design. Don't you find that a lot with like the people that you're in in constant or stay in constant contact with? You're like, we are so, you know. For sure. I One of the, the very first retreat that I ever attended. So I hired a coach in 2018. I spent 10 grand. It was the most money I've ever spent on anything in my life. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> cried and cried and cried like thinking about it and then I cried and cried and cried and I finally like pulled the trigger and my husband said yes which he would never say no to me of but, course. You know? but like of we course. have this hesitation of asking because we're like oh this is really big and scary yep yep oops I do that I they have a retreat for this um mastermind that I'm a part of and I meet someone who kind of like my connection with you we just align right off the bat and lo and behold She's a three five generator, and I'm a three five generator. Oh, I love it. A lot of the same like similarities in human design. It just makes a lot of sense. Not that you can't be course. friends with like someone who is not a generator, obviously. Of course. Um, but when you connect with someone who has a lot of those same lines in their design, like how they're designed to live, you're like, oh my god, I'm designed to live the same. Yes, it just makes it so much. I think easier to connect. Um, um, easier to understand. Yeah. Like you said, it's not that you can't understand other designs, but right, you just feel like you don't have to explain yourself. Yeah, right. No, like you get me right. Like yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. Okay. So, you don't even have to finish your sentence. You can just like make a movement or a sound, and they're like, "Yeah, I got you." Yeah, I was thinking about like. Uh, just to tell a little story about Jen and I. Uh, uh, so we met for the first time in person in this retreat in Costa Rica. Um, and I will say for me, Costa Rica was somewhere I'd never been before. And I love traveling. But I do get like a little bit nervous traveling by myself, especially to a place where I've never been, where I don't know, like, is it safe when I land out of this airplane and I have to get a taxi as a woman by myself? Like, I don't know these things. So there was like a little bit of hesitation and, and also like, we can talk about that too, right? Doing yeah. things scared to, yeah. um, and being able to check in and be like, is this for my highest good? And as a generator, especially a sacral, um, sacral generators have this gut intuition where we can literally just ask a yes or no question and our body tells us the answer. Yeah. And there's not many, not everybody has that. And so when you have that, it's kind of nice because you just literally listen to your body. Um, so if you can ask yourself this question and your body says, yeah, so then you go, even if you're afraid or scared. Um, so we meet at this retreat. It's like two days in, we're standing at the pool and it's a, it's a, what are they called? A infinity. Yeah. So we're standing at the edge and just like, there's a big drop off on the backside of the pool. And Jen's like, imagine if we just like, if I just fell to my death here, like on this infinity pool, like that was it. 
I don't know. I don't know who said it first. Maybe it was you, but it was like, well, she lived a good life. And like, looking back on Jem's life, if that was the end of her life, that's what we would say. And I was like, yeah, she lived a good life. And so for the rest of the retreat, okay. like, everything was a she lived a good life moment. And I would love to take that like full circle and maybe have you kind of like divulge on that a little bit. And wait, isn't today the day that you're getting your time? I'm getting it. I'm just going to say that today is the day. Yeah, that you're getting, she, she lived a good life. She lived a good life. I'm having it tattooed on my body. Okay. So yeah. take through that. Like, why do you feel so connected to that enough where you would tattoo it on your body? It- you know, I started saying it. I um, uh, actually, my boyfriend. Um, I have a boyfriend. Yeah, I have a man friend. He's a and man. he is. I say it all the time, and I started saying it to him. I was saying it to other people, but I started saying it to him because I think it's important that your partners know. Mm. But I, I, I manifested this human. Oh, of course you didn't. Yes, I did. When we met, it was um. We met at our kids' um, swimming competition, and uh, we started hanging out, and we we were both going through very, very, very similar situations, and we became fast friends, and our town was small, so we would run into each other out and about, and um, we just started hanging out. And then I was like, it, it, it was like he wanted to start something, and I was like, look, dude, I'm out of here, and like, I am not going to get stuck here again. Just want to let you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, okay, you know, uh, well, so I pick up and move. And it wasn't a couple of weeks later. He was like, yes, I feel called to come to Austin as well. You know, would that be okay? And we could maybe see what happens. And I was like, oh, yikes, but okay. Because I feel like, yeah, that's the right word right now. Anyway, um, so anyways. He, we've been dating ever since. Um, he is, he meets every time I'm like, want to burn it down, you know, and, and run. Um, he just meets me right where I am. And he's, you know, constantly holding all the, all <laughs> but his gin. <laughs> incredibly supportive, not infallible. Um, my friend Katie likes to be, you know, she's like, he works with his hands. Turn them. He's a great, he's a great human being. Um, and I feel extremely lucky, but he would say all the time because I would do these things, um, rollerblading, and I'm I'm almost 40 here. Or um, we're going or we went zip lining and I'm like over the water with my arms hanging out, you know, or um diving in in Jamaica and you know, too close to the reef, and he's like, oh, and he's like, no. She lived his life. You know, so it starts out of this joke, right? And I even told him that when we were in uh, Costa Rica. And I'd never been there either. And and I loved that you named that in the WhatsApp group before we even left the stations. Like, you were like, I've never been here and I'm a little worried, but I'm coming. Like, I'm doing this thing. And I was like, fuck yeah, we're doing this. We are powerful. And so... um. We caught on the plane and we all, we all got there. We all made it. Uh, it was, it was the most beautiful experience. But when we were standing there and I, and I kind of said it jokingly, I was like, oh my God, what if this is it? And I just dove off. 
um, she liked a good life. And then you said it's more of like a, she liked a good life. I was like, yeah. yeah. And I started in a moment, I started going back over the things, over the, the, you know, we, we talk about good experiences versus bad experiences, but they are all just experiences that give us different opportunities to work in a different way, to, to grow in a different way. And so I looked back over all of these things and I was like, she did live a good life. Oh my. And even when I say it, when, as I'm saying it to you, my whole body, I like chills, like you, you, this thing you lived this amazing life why wouldn't you put it on your body on a neon sign on on everything like i think out a billboard for it right i feel like you should start a podcast called she lived a good life i don't know yes it was it was made here stay on the never gonna forget the date because it's the day that you also tattooed it on your body no big deal exactly yeah yeah maybe that was what's next right who knows? I would also love to know, you know, there, there's this, when I read your bio, it's like so beautiful and you're a master of so many things um, and you do so many things and you do so many things well. And that's also generator energy too, right? Like you're here to be a workhorse. You're here to do the things and experience them. And depending on what your profile lines are, well, let me know more. Two, five. Two, five. Okay. Two, five. Hmm. I'm a three five, so it's super interesting. I forget what the two is. Doesn't matter, but I know that you're a generator. And so you're high energy, which like you can feel from this, even this just this conversation. So I would love to know, like, as a real estate agent, as a hairstylist, as everything that you do, as a mom, right? As a as a partner, how do you bring that she lived a good life energy? into everything that you do that's a good one or even maybe not just that like she lived a good life but like how do you bring this awareness into everything that you do i think let me first start by saying i didn't always Mm. i i i have always done all the things but I didn't always feel good about it. Mm-hmm. I felt depleted, drained, um, constantly tired. And like, I didn't have any more to give, but I had to give, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't know about self-care. I didn't know that it was okay to say, I can't go to this thing. I can't do this thing for you. I, and, and that goes back to the people pleaser part of me. Um, and I, my name is Jen and I'm a recovering people pleaser. <laughs> Me too. It's in my bio on my podcast. It's like, I'm a recovering people pleaser. Yes. Yeah. And I, I mean, um, I think a lot of women, um, start out that way until they wake up, they wake up one day and just the, the light bulb goes, that's it. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. You don't get all of me. I do, I I need this for me. Mm-hmm. And you and and that was the key to unlocking um the glow. The yeah. the 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 ability to glow 
better for other people was when I took time for myself because, um, you know, I have, and I've, I've had a lot of people, um, throughout my life tell me, well, you can't do five things and do them all well. You can't do a hundred percent in each thing. You know, one thing is going to suffer, blah, blah, blah. But yes, you can. I am here living proof to tell you, you can do five, 10, a hundred things that bring you joy and that allow you to bring others joy if you do them in complete alignment. Mm -hmm. If you, it doesn't have, the things I do don't look like the way everybody thinks they should look, right? So I am not a real estate agent or, or a realtor in the way that a hundred other people are. Right. I buy and sell things for people who come into my space. I don't actively seek out those people, mm. right? Mm. So I'm talking, you know, I'll be talking about it. Just, you know, I am this thing. I do these things. And they're like, oh, oh actually, that's crazy. My cousin is trying to buy a house. You know, do you think you could help her out? Of course I can. Uh-huh. It comes to me like that. This mentorship program. I wanted to help baby realtor. I call baby realtors. Baby realtors. I love it. I was a baby realtor once and I know how scary it can be. Licensed, they teach you nothing. You take their test and you know nothing. I literally figured that out. I would have loved a Jen. Where were you? <laughs> I was in a different timeline, right? Right, me too. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, and, and here is the same way. I don't get behind the chair every single day for 10, 12 hours a day and bang out haircuts or bang out colors or anything like that. Right. I do specific color and chemical services that are completely aligned with me. I work a certain amount of hours a day so that I'm still available to be a mom. I get to drop off and pick up my daughter every single day. Um, and and then I get to do this beautiful somatic work with people. Lead retreats, lead group um, moon ceremonies, release ceremonies, like every piece of my puzzle and I call it a jigsaw puzzle. Every piece fits together so perfectly. It was just finding the way that the pieces worked in alignment, finding the ways that they, I was trying to force it for so long. Yes. And then one day I found all the right pieces just fit perfectly. Don't you think too, that reminds me of like, when you're trying to force it, it usually is because you're living up to someone else's standards or someone else's expectations on you. And then when you come into full alignment, you start loving yourself. You start figuring out who you are, what you love. It's like course redirect. Like, oh, yep, there it is. Right. You were doing the same jobs. You were. But now they're totally different in how you do them versus how you were doing them even just a couple of years ago. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Line two, by the way, is the natural. And I remember this because my sister has a two. And it means that you're naturally good at things without knowing why. Like you just have this innate ability and you don't know why. And and this can sometimes anger people because they're like, how are you so fucking good at that? And you're like, I don't know. And they're like, what do you mean you don't know? And you're like, I'm just in. Yeah. So you're naturally good at 
a lot of things. But the only way that you would know is if you went out and tried them. Yes. Right? Yes. And the five, because I have a five in your profile, you are, where are you? Oh, the liberator. Yeah, that makes sense. The liberator. You have a save the day energy. So you feel like, and you can help a lot of people, but you're not meant to help all the people. Yes, that has been a hard, hard lesson. And wouldn't you say that you entered your previous relationship and like, and you were unaligned in that area. So maybe you were trying to help someone yep. in a relationship that you just weren't meant to help. Truly, 100%. Yes. And I've done talk therapy. I've done body work. Mm -hmm. I've, I've done all the work around that that particular thing. Like I am not the savior of all people of all things. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yeah. But yeah, right. I totally went into that relationship. I mean, I knew the first week that I started dating that person. And let me be really, let me give you some context. We were together a total of 14 years. Mm -hmm. wow. And from the first week that we got together, I should have gotten out. Oh. I mean, I there, were, there were so many red flags. I could have thrown them scarf. Right. Yeah. Uh, I could have, you know, covered all the all the pieces, but um it was it was I just kept feeling like if I just do this next thing, it'll be good. If I just do this this next part, if I just love more, if I just work harder or whatever, this person will will be better or this thing can be better, this relationship can be better. It can't. It yeah. can't. And I didn't have to do that, but I thought I did, mm -hmm. you know, burn yourself. And so, um, yeah. in every, every avenue of my life, you know, leading up to these, these, um, awakening moments, it's like each piece I thought I had to fix a certain way, or I had to complete to a certain degree. And it was like, you didn't. Yeah. Couldn't. You, oh, sorry. No, no, you're good. I was just going to ask, do you feel like, you know, so, so you could say that you had a spiritual awakening, mm -hmm. right? Like, and I think that term gets like thrown around a lot. And for some of us, it's like, this was the moment I had a spiritual awakening. And for some yeah. of us, uh, it just kind of like, it just melded together in multiple different areas. So do you think that in order to have a spiritual awakening or be spiritually awakened, you have to have some sort of like huge tower collapse moment or not? I don't, I don't think so. Mm. That is my intuition. I don't think so. I think for some people, it does take that explosion, that, that like banging over the head, you know, yeah. <laughs> to wake you up. Uh -huh. But some people... It, it won't take that. Some people will just wake up one day and go, oh, <laughs> get it, you know, yeah. and just kind of shift into that. But um, for me and, and I think um, I've met a lot of people who said it, it was, it was some kind of big bang, some kind of catalyst that mm. drove them to that uh, big move or big, big shift. 
It was like they didn't have another choice. Yes. It was either be different or, or, just, or, or, or die. Literally. Yes. Literally. If I had not gotten up and moved and did the things, I would have, I would have been, I would have died yeah. emotionally, spiritually, and maybe physically. I mean, it was that bad yeah. at certain points. So, you know, your body just says no. Mm -hmm. It just, it just gives up at a certain point. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to this. I think it might be super individual. And some people might believe that you do have to have some sort of awakening. But an awakening to me can be like, oh, okay. I see someone else living differently. And I didn't know that that was possible. How can I start living like that? I think that's why it's so important that we do this work. And I've heard Taylor say it. And I've heard a lot of other people in our space um, or in our thing say it. But. It really is our job at this point to shine mm -hmm. and to to say the things, to be the 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 big, to live our purpose, so that it gives them permission to have their oh quote unquote awakening. Yeah. Because maybe they don't know, and maybe if I hadn't seen Taylor shifting, or maybe if I hadn't um, been open to um listening to the to the other podcasts or the or whatever um mm. it wouldn't have happened for me oh that just made me think of something um about like limiting beliefs when we say things like um oh i'm i'm not that type of person i'm trying to think of like a specific example you know i oh i'm not a good gardener like i'm just not a good gardener right and we make these statements about ourselves that aren't, they don't necessarily have to be true. But up until that point, we have created our own evidence that has made it true. And it's like changing those beliefs is trying something on and just maybe figuring it out. And, and maybe you're not a good gardener because you don't love gardening. And then that's okay. Right. But it's not like I'm, I'm, we like label ourselves with these like statements, which are necessarily true. Why that just made me think of that. But yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You don't know until you know. For sure. For yeah. sure. I love it. I love, you know, I, I love, I love stories. First of all, I think like one of the human needs is as humans, we just want to be seen and we want to be heard. And also, we love when we can see ourselves in other people's stories, which is why it's like you literally just turned your light on and Jen is shining in the light. Like Jen sharing her story. <laughs> because we're overcast and I was like, it's getting dark. Funny because it's, uh, yeah, you guys are getting the rain this week. And then on the East Coast, we are probably going to get it next week. It's sunny today. Ah, uh, a flip for us. Nice. We'll enjoy it. Yeah, I will. And then, you know, <laughs> then you guys will swelter in the sun. It's fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think we've had our last little bit of of uh, whatever that we call spring here in, in sunny central Texas, because it will literally be 115 in, in a week or two. Oh, so. my gosh. Okay. Dry heat. Dry heat. Right, right, right. But I digress. So it's beautiful. Austin's lovely. I love it there. Um, okay. I feel like landing the plane. I feel like wrapping this up with like bow um, with a question for you. 
I would have never invited you on this podcast if I didn't think that you were an uncensored woman. But I would love to know what that means to you. What does being uncensored mean for Jen? It feels so big, uncensored. Uncensored for me means living without any restriction, without any expectation, without any designs, just moving through my life as it feels good to me. It feels good in my body. Not worried about societal pressures or whatever. Anybody looking differently at me or wondering, you know, why is she doing that? It doesn't matter. I just get to be all that is me. Mm. Kind of like how you showed up to, was it the Dark Feminine Day? My God, yes. That might be a photographic depiction of living an uncensored life. Okay, you want to know something about that day? I do. (laughs) Tell us. So I forgot my uh, wardrobe for (laughs) the Dark Feminine Day. And I was... I I laid awake that night and I was like, okay, what do I have in my bag? At that point, I I had um that sarong, um a pair of a couple of pairs of clean underwear from <laughs> a bathing suit, and um and I was like, hey, I want to show up for this person. I want to show up. And surrender to each and every moment because I was, I think by that day it was like, what, four days in maybe? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And I was like, each day I just felt a new part of me break open. And I was like, I don't know, something, it'll come to me, whatever. I, I, I'm just going to, okay, I'm surrender source. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, show me what I'm supposed to wear to this thing to be, to embody this dark feminine person. So I go to sleep. And I had this insane dream. Oh. Yeah. That I was, um, I was like, um, like a, what do you call it? Um, just like a warrior tribes woman. And I, I had on this, uh, like, skirt and it was um kind of flowy and then i had no top on and just the actually the beads that i'm wearing currently um which when i when i saw them when when we did that shopping day and i saw them i was like i mean i have to have these beads um so i it was so liberated dancing around this fire in my dream. I can, and I could still see her. She's just like, 
like her skin is dark and and like uh, like an amber and glowing and the heat from the fire is just like she's pouring sweat but she's dancing and the drums and i can hear all of it it was so intense i woke up in this incredible sweat like even talking about it now i can still see the vision i can still feel the fire it was that intense i've never dreamt like that and so the next day i woke up and um i it was still really really early um and i went and did the cacao and i laid by the pool and i was just kind of um thinking about the the dream and like what the hell was that what did i drink last night and and dinner (laughs) What was that tea that she gave us? But um, I I went back downstairs to get dressed and just started digging through my stuff and I saw those pasties and I saw the sarong and instantly I knew. I yep. was like, this is me. This is she. Like, mm-hmm. here, here we are. Mm-hmm. And when I came up the stairs, which was so epic, by the way, like, you guys did not disappoint. I was scared and and I put my foot on that first step to go up the stairs and I was like, well, here we go. She wants a good life. Like, put on and I love them. No, I'm just kidding. But I took that first step onto the stairs and I just became her when you have you know different people will talk about embodying these goddesses and 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 having these experiences these out-of-body experiences kind of but i literally saw myself walking up the stairs as a different human as a different person and i came up to that very last top step into the open kitchen where you guys were all standing already in all your glory by the way (laughs) oh my god and um everybody was just like what? <laughs> like just dating her and and just she just inside of me just started like pulse it was mm-hmm. and the whole day continued like that it was it was epic moment after epic moment i and there is taylor asked us at the end of it like what was the thing that you enjoyed most blah 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 Every time I think about it, it's something different. It's huh. a different moment. It, it's just, yeah. I love that because that's like, you know, we talk about why do these things happen to me in our life? Like we can get stuck in that spiral of like the other person's wrong and you know, I've been divorced too. And so for a long time in the beginning, I was like, well, they were wrong and they did this. And opposite of what you experienced, I actually wanted the divorce versus, you know, being blindsided by it. And he was blindsided by me asking for it. Um, but for a long time, I sat in the, well, I'm right. And he did this and he did this. But what I've realized from that is that we get to attract things into our life by becoming the woman that we are and so by you like embodying her you have attracted all these doors like you said coming full circle back to that hallway right when you came home from the tree and all these doors were like open 
because you stepped into this newer, higher version of yourself in order to attract all those things. Totally. I also want to say that sometimes you stand in this new, higher version of yourself and it doesn't always work out immediately like that for you because my experience after the retreat has been quite the opposite where it feels like things are falling away. Okay, so doors are going to open, but first the things that were in place that are no longer aligned have to fall away first. Truly. And both ways are correct. Yeah. And both ways lead us to our aligned life where she lived the best fucking life oh. you could live. Yes. Oh, that was beautiful. I would love to know this. Like, where are you at? What are you doing? If people are like so aligned with you and just want to connect with you, where can you direct them to do that? So I um, am rebuilding my website. So it's under construction. Got it. TBD. But um, currently you can can, um, find me on Instagram. Jen's Obsessions. Jen's hair obsessions, but you know, I'm obsessed about a lot of things. So, multifaceted human being. We're always evolving, right? (laughs) We have to evolve into this next thing. So, um, yeah, Jen's obsessions. I'll make sure to link you in the show notes so that you guys, you you guys can find Jen easily. I would love that. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here and sharing all of that because a lot of it is personal. But I know that by us standing in our light and sharing who we are and who we be is sometimes permission enough for someone else to take action and to start standing in their light. So I appreciate you and I'm grateful for everything. I'm so honored to be in your space. And if I can permission one woman to to open the door to her light and I've lived my purpose. Amazing. I love it. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much for being here. And we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye.